Sit down, strap in, and granny put your teeth in your pocket. Lead Lap Radio, powered by HMS Motorsport. The leader in motorsport safety starts now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another week of motorsports broadcasting on Race Chaser Radio. This is Lead Lap, presented by Victory Custom Trailers. And uh, we'll tell you more about the folks at Victory Custom Trailers a little bit uh, later on in the program. But um, suffice it to say that for now, we are broadcasting live, as always, as opposed to dead. It's never good to broadcast when you're dead. Uh, We're broadcasting live from the WSIC studios in Statesville, North Carolina. My name is Tom Baker. And I am going to be joined by a couple of special guests tonight. James Mellick, of course, is special, but he's not a guest. He's our producer. Um, James uh, is behind the big board here at, uh, at the station inside the studio with us. And um, we'll hear from James in a moment. But uh, joining me, special guest in the studio right now, uh, a lot of red hair flying around in the studio right now. We got Red and Red Jr. over here. A lot of knowledge in here. I can feel knowledge. it with the red hair. I can feel it. <laughs> And I have no hair, so uh, they they make up for it. But uh, we've got Luke Morey. Uh Luke is the uh, current, he just won the 2020 North Carolina State Bandolero Championship um, for the year. That's uh, pretty impressive. We're going to talk to Luke about that. We're also going to hear from Daniel Dye, who's uh, out of Florida. Daniel is... Uh, he races for Ben Kennedy, uh, Ben Kennedy racing in the ARCA series. And uh, Daniel going to be joining us via the hotline a little bit later on in the program. And, of course, we're going to catch you up on all the happenings from the weekend. Some of it was good. Some of it was uh, not so good. Um, and if you're wondering about uh, the cup race at Texas, well, uh, it's tomorrow. That would be Tuesday if you're listening to this later in the week. They hope. Uh, the forecast is not good. There is a hurricane coming. Um, it's been raining since yesterday afternoon. <laughs> so I don't know what we're going to do with the cup race at Texas, James Mellick. Uh, I I just know that I bet you're real thankful that uh, your duties at Levine Family Racing don't uh, take you on the road every week because you'd be sitting in a hotel in Texas just trying to figure out something to do while you're waiting out all this water. Yeah, um, I've been a part of some rain delays with my time on the road, and it's definitely not a whole lot of fun. I mean, you pack everybody inside the hauler to stay dry. It's hot in there because you try to keep them as cool as you can, but it's hot, so it probably stayed cool there because it's cooler. Uh, and then you go back to the hotel, and you can't do anything now because of the COVID restrictions, so you can't do anything uh, anyway, well, you so can't... you're just locked, pretty much locked up. Well, in yeah. Texas you can. Texas you're allowed to go out, yes. Well, I was I was just thinking that even in the hotel – are you guys allowed to sort of congregate? Can you do, like, card games or something? Or do you um, have to just sort of isolate to your room? I'm sure you could congregate with your teammates. Okay. I mean, you're around them all the time, okay. as it is. Okay, um, I, I wasn't mean, sure. You're wearing a mask, but I'm yeah. sure that if it's your own teammate, you could probably go to the room and con- uh, congregate, play cards, watch TV, okay. uh, have a couple adult drinks, stuff like that. <laughs> adult drinks, <laughs> as opposed to, to uh, the non-adult drinks like I've got here. You can have those as well. Yeah, yeah, you well, can have those as well. Yeah, okay. Um, well, I stick to the unleaded stuff, especially <laughs> while I'm doing shows. I'm incoherent enough without drinking, let alone uh, trying to drink beer during a show. Okay, so um, we'll we'll uh, talk with Luke. We've got Daniel and, of course, uh, all the, the news from the weekend. A lot of... Uh, 
a lot going on. Um, we had IndyCar. We had, of course, trucks and Xfinity. Um, and within the truck race, we had some, uh, well, we had some uh, rather upset people. Some we'll, tore-up trucks. Yeah, tore-up trucks. <laughs> we'll get to all that in a little bit. Um, but I want to start this segment. I'm going to pass that camera over to you yeah, there, James. I'll reach over and get because, it. Uh, yeah, there you go. Um because that'll help me see the uh, countdown timer better. Okay, so Luke Morey, uh, happy to have you back with us. Luke was with us back in the uh, fall of last year, uh, but has not been back since. Um, we need to um, remind you not to stay away so long next time, but uh, glad to have you back in the studio. So um, you just won the state championship for the Bandolero division. What's that like for you to know that you are the uh, North Carolina state champion? It's unbelievable. Like last year, we got we didn't win the state championship, but national points since it was all over the um, country. But this year, it's in regions. So for the East Coast region, it's national, and for state, I think it's pretty cool to win in the most competitive state out there. Yeah, it really is. So, um, how many feature races did you win this year? Uh, we won one at the shootout. Uh, we went over to Florida. I don't think we got any there. We got. Some seconds, some thirds over there. Um, about, I would say, two, three, four, five in that area. Okay. Well, maybe not two, maybe four or five. Okay. But. So so uh, you lost count at three, apparently. Um, you're not sure if it's four or five. But uh, so it must have been consistency then for you that yeah. got you the championship, right? Because you, I mean, five wins is a great season, but it, 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 it seems like I hear, and of course it's probably a little different now that it, they kind of did it by state, but it it feels like in past years you've had to win about twice that or more in order to become the national champion. So your your handful this year was good enough to get you the state championship. Yeah, we just tried stay staying consistent through the whole shootout. We got, um, I think we only had one DNF through the whole shootout. See that helps. And yeah, I think it was it was round one. Our um, no, we finished round one and eighth. We were gonna win it, but our Something happened with our clutch and our chain on the last lap. Ugh. So that that was that that sucked. But it was later on in the shootout, we had one DNF. But that was about it. Well, that's really good. Um, and you're you're in a very competitive division too. Um, I think your car count for the shootout this year was higher than normal, was it not? Oh yeah, it was it was pretty high. Yeah, I mean you you had uh, I think you averaged what about fifteen or sixteen a night. Yeah, about that. Yeah, somewhere in there. That was a pretty uh, pretty stiff uh, field of cars to uh, to take on every week. Now, where else did you race besides the shootout this year? Um, we raced at the quarter mile. We did a lot of the fifth mile. Fifth mile is where I won the most this year. That was a really fun track, good um, surrounding around there, some good people around there. And we raced at Citrus, Florida. Well, Citrus County. Yeah, yeah. that was in the spring, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So that was the uh, the winter nationals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then did you run the fifth mile in the spring or in the fall here? We did spring and fall. Okay. Now, did you do the fall in the Bandolero also? Because I know you've run a Legends car a couple times. Yeah, we did the Legend car for round nine and ten with the Bando at the shootout. Oh, you were doing both. Yeah, but on round ten, sadly, the Bando would not start, so we missed the whole day. That in the last round. Yeah. See, you know what happened there? Because this is this is how it works. Now, you probably won't believe me when I tell you this, but I swear it's true. Um, the Bando knew that you were going to a Legends, 
and it just basically said, well, the heck with you then, and it just decided not to run. If you're not going to race me anymore, I quit. Because um, I think, I honestly believe that, because I, I tell you what, it's just like when you get older and you buy a car and then you go to trade in that car in a newer car, the, the car that you have knows when you're about to trade it in and something always happens. And I can I can prove that by my own situation because the last SUV that I had, I went, um, I forgot what day of the week it was. We'll just say it was a Wednesday. I went on a Wednesday and I started looking at, at cars. And the very next day, the transmission blew up on, on my SUV. So that SUV knew I was getting ready to get rid of it. And it just, it just said, well, the heck with you then. And it quit. So I think, uh, I think they know, um, I, I heard a story once, uh, I think it was Irma Bombeck that said she had a car that actually knew that she had done the same thing I did, went to look at newer cars. And the, and the, uh, the very next day that her car went uphill and crashed into a guardrail. Oh. Um, so, uh, <laughs> See, see, Melek got that joke. Luke didn't, and and it's actually kind of cool that he didn't. Um, cars don't usually go uphill by themselves and crash into a guardrail. You see. Um, anyway, so how did how did you like driving the Legends compared to the Bandolero? Because that's a huge step. Yeah, everyone told me it'd be a pretty big step, but I was like, it can't be too big of a step. It should just be like learning it over. But I had to like go from starting it and it was it's just such a big learning curve for me it's going to help me a lot through the 21 2021 season now <clears throat> you were running both on the same day on the fifth mile did you get any laps in the bando before it quit or no that day no no okay see i wondered how you liked going back and forth because i remember a while back i was working with Trey Gerald and and we took we we had a we were going to sell Trey's Bando. We had moved him to Legends, and and uh, he had one race at Concord on the corner where where he did both, and he, he got out of the the Bandolero after his feature, and he said, "I'm never driving this car again." Um, you know, he was like trying to put his foot through the floor after getting in the Legends, which is obviously faster. He was trying to, you know. It, the bandolero just felt like a slug. And yeah. so he just, he's like, I'm never driving this car again. Um, and he never did. <laughs> um, so you didn't have that experience. But now, how did you find the Legends to be different than the Bando? What did it require of you that's different? Pretty much, it, it's just like a whole new whole new learning curve. It's just such a big difference from throttle control. Because in the Bando, you smash the gas and it doesn't get up to speed Whenever you're at the end of the straightaway, it's finally up to speed. But in the legend, you're whenever you touch the throttle, you're taking off. Like you have to control the cars, basically like racing on dirt, but in, mixed with rain. So it's really hard. Say that again. The bando is like doing what now? The legend is like dirt and rain. Oh, mixed. the legend is like dirt and rain. Yeah, yeah, because there's no grip. Yeah. Um, now, of course, and again, you wouldn't know. I I I, I talked to Lucas Vera a couple of weeks ago on this show. And Lucas was saying, kind of explaining what he felt the difference was between the new Hoosiers and the um, the tires that uh, you were running before. But um, you haven't had that experience either because you just started on the Hoosiers. So, um, wow, we almost done with this segment. Okay, well, here's what we're going to do because uh, I want to start fresh with, uh, Luke, with, with this question in the next segment. So we're going to take a break. When we come back, we've got more with Luke Morey. And we've also, of course, uh, coming up 
Uh, in the next hour, we've got Daniel Dye, um, who's going to be joining us as well via the hotline from Florida. And he's going to talk about uh, his background and a cause that's very important to him and to me, too. Back with more Lee Lap right after this. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. A route one just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. He wanted to be known for doing his best. His best made in Major League Baseball's most valuable player. He played in six World Series and was elected to the Hall of Fame. Although an honest man, he was best at stealing holes. But the best quality of Jackie Robinson's life was his character. So here's to you, Mr. Robinson. Thanks for passing it on. From the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. I'm Casey Kane, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Lee Lap, presented by Victory Custom Trailers. Now, look, here's the deal with Victory Custom Trailers. It is just what it says. If you want a customized trailer for any purpose, it does not have to be racing. Victory Custom Trailers can do that. Go to their website, victorycustomtrailers.com. You will see all kinds of pictures of all kinds of different types of haulers, trailers, uh, toy haulers, 
motorsports, trailers, whatever, transporters, they have over 200 new and used in stock. Or my favorite part of their website, right up on the top, there's a little red button that says design a trailer. You can click that button and literally design your own custom trailer right from the website. Chris Hedinger and his staff will take care of you really, really well. And they have shipped trailers as far as Russia. So regardless of where you are within the continental United States or beyond, if you're listening to us uh, on demand somewhere outside of the U.S., thank you so much. We appreciate that. Um, But to go to Victory Custom Trailers, they can take care of you. VictoryCustomTrailers.com for all your transportation needs. Coming to you live from the WSIC studios in Statesville, North Carolina. It is Monday night as we record this live and fresh off the weekend at Texas, which still continues. There are still cup cars at Texas right now. They have postponed the race again to a Tuesday uh, start. Uh, I think it's noon tomorrow um, on NBCSN. So if you're listening live, there you go. Um, you can tune in and watch it rain starting at noon Eastern on NBCSN. Uh, just, I, I don't know what they're going to do here. Uh, James and I will talk about some scenarios later. James actually had a really good idea um, for this that we'll, uh, we'll get to here in a few moments. We've got Luke Morey in the studio with us. Luke is your 2020 North Carolina State Bandolero champion. Now, if you're not familiar with Bandoleros, um, I'm going to let my young driver here, Luke Morey, tell you exactly what a Bandolero is. Turtles, basically. <laughs> um, cars with... <laughs> he gets a bell for that one. Um, we used to run... So they're basically a uh, mini cup, but a little bit different. It's a mini cup with about the same motor. They uh, Mini cups kind of get up to speed a lot quicker than a bando, but bandos kind of, like I said, are turtles. They can't go up to speed, but... Um, they used to run Federal Tires, which are the same as the Legend cars, but ours was smaller, and then they switched to Hoosiers, which I think kind of was a big, like, change for everyone. Yeah, it was. It, yeah. They're just flat, no treads. Um, they're pretty, they're kind of the same speed, but they're a lot, It it's they're a lot harder to drive. Now, a Bandolero, again, if you're not real educated, is a grassroots and I mean educated in motorsports, um, and especially grassroots. It's a grassroots car for drivers who may be looking to get into the sport don't necessarily want to do a quarter midget or a go-kart. It's kind of on that level. It's your first entryway or the on-ramp into um, NX-style racing, and you go from the Bando typical, typically to a Legends car, um, and you call them turtles and say that they don't get up to speed, but I think a really good way to say that would be they're a momentum race car, right? You really got to kind of wind them up before they go. Yeah. Um, legend cars are a big difference, like I said last time, yeah. but they're it's like a whole new car. So, like getting into it, because before I raced round 9 and 10 at the shootout, I had to test at the fifth mile. Okay. Um, it was it was like a, a whole new car, like... I couldn't even get it started. It was so hard to, like, shift. I had to learn how to shift, use clutch, throttle control, everything. How hard was it to learn how to how to shift correctly? Because I see a lot of kids come out of bandos, and they've never used the clutch because bandos don't have one. Um, and so what happens is they tend to not give give the car enough throttle when they're clutching and, and shifting 
how did you find that transition and did what problems did you have with learning how to how to do all that i whenever i would clutch in and kind of ease off i would be like kind of like shaky and it would i would just go too fast but um on round 10 i kind of got it i wasn't stalling it as much but i every once in a while i'd stall it like sometimes on the track like under red flag or something or especially whenever you are going through the pits it's kind of uphill, downhill, so one part was uphill, I had to get it going, kind of like a little bit uphill, but it was a little harder, but it's once you get used to it, it's kind of easy, but I wouldn't say I'm like a pro at it, used to it yet, but racing at Tri-County this weekend, so it's going to... Oh, you are? The 60 lapper. Oh, that's a big race. Yeah. That's with the, what do they call it, the Southern Super Series? Or yeah, like that? 80, it? Sh- it should be like 60 through 80 cars showing up, and then 30 make it to the feature, so... If we do qualify like twenty thirty, we're probably gonna start in the back just to make laps. It's a good opportunity to make some laps at a big track like that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. Actually, I'm spotting for Daniel Wilk there, so that should be fun. Um, Daniel's been doing this a while, and and uh, he really enjoys running the bigger tracks with that uh, with that series. Um, I think they call it. Gosh, I gotta look that up. Is it, I know it's not Southern Super Series. There's another. Yeah. Another name for it. I'll look it up during the break. But, um, yeah, there should be a lot of cars. I don't know if we'll hit 60. That's that. That's yeah. kind of optimistic, I th- I think. But I'm um, sure there'll be a good field for sure. And um, it's going to be a nice night's Halloween. It's going to be on Halloween. So, uh, you know, it. Uh, that's always a, a fun way to spend a holiday at the racetrack, running in circles. But that'll be the biggest track you've run on with yeah. the Legends so far then, huh? Yeah. Um, I tested there in the Bando a couple months ago. You just floor it there, but I was gonna say you're kind of like waiting to get. <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't imagine running a bando at a track like Tri County. Yeah, I was practicing watching some videos of like an onboard camera for Legend cars there, and it looks pretty crazy. Yeah, I think the Legend would lap you about every two laps there. Yeah. I'm pretty sure, um, but um, that I'm sure you'll have a good time running the Legends yeah. there. You just. Uh, um, it, again, just to, you kind of work up to the speed, you know, yeah. that's the main thing. Cause it's definitely going to be faster. Now let's talk about the fifth mile for a minute, because that tracks a little different than the quarter mile. You're used to running for the shootout. The fifth mile is the track for those who get confused. There's a track out behind Charlotte motor speedway on the backstretch side. It's a, it's a fifth mile oval and it kind of comes and goes, um, yeah, you know, in terms of use and disuse, then use and disuse, because every so many years they have to kind of rebuild it because it sinks a little bit. Um, they've they've had a, a consistent problem with that, but they've got it really nice now. And um, how do you find running the fifth compared to the quarter? Um, uh, um, fifth mile has a little bit of banking as the quarter mile yeah. doesn't. So you can kind of, for those who can't really trust the car on unbanked tracks, you can kind of drive it in and, and after a couple laps get used to it knowing the car will grip up and go through. Um, it's it's really sharp turns, so, and, like, you would think just roll through slow, but, like, in the bando you have to go through pretty fast. And yeah. once you get there, like, you can trust the car with the grip and everything. It's pretty fun racing in packs there. Well, there again, the bando, it... it Anytime you lift off the throttle, it takes you two or three laps to get back to full speed, yeah. right? So it doesn't have the throttle response that a Legends car would. Um, and, you know, again, even the shape of it's different. I, I love I love the, the Bandos are kind of shaped like sports cars. The Legends cars are old 
coupes and and whatever. I don't see quite as many of the um, sedans uh, as as I used to. I think everybody's pretty much running the coupes now. But um, that's that's what the legends cars are, and and they're uh, to me on pavement. They are the best driver training car you can possibly imagine. If you can run a legends car, and you can win in legends car racing. On the at the shootout, or you know, in a, in the most competitive environment, you can race about anything else there is because they're just not great handling cars. Yeah, they're you. It's hard to use to because in the bando, like I said, it has grip. You can go in. Well, it doesn't really have grip, but you're going so slow, you can create some right. grip. But in the legend, you're going in the corner, bad, horrible brakes, trying to get the car to roll through. Because in the bando, sometimes if you get tight in the corner, you kind of smash the gas a little kind of get it a little wiggly to get off yeah. good but in the legend you just have to roll like if you're going if you're tight rolling off the track you just have to let it roll or yeah, grab the gas it's very yeah it's very different uh very different driving style from a bando to a legends and then it's a different driving style from a legends to anything else you ever drive unless you go drive a micro sprint and then it's somewhat similar I equate the legends on pavement with the micro sprints on dirt in terms of car control and the way that they they handle. They're very dirty, um, and so you've you've got to really, uh, you know, you got to really be uh, finessive, and and it's good because you get to use both feet with a quarter midget for the first handful of divisions you run until you get to a certain level. You don't even use brake. And I think with the bandos, you rarely use brake, right? On most of the tracks, maybe a little. But you don't want to be on the brake because, as we said, it's a momentum car. So the Legends car is the first time you get to really get the left foot working. And then you got to learn to shift. (laughs) That's pretty hard. Now, are you going to run? Do they do winter heat on the road course? They do winter half on road course and half on the course. Okay, good. They're they're back to doing that. Okay. So are you going to run the whole series? We're we're definitely going to be doing the quarter mile. I'm not really a road course person. Oh, that would be great experience, though. Yeah, it would be some good experience. We're thinking about doing it, but I'm going to get used to shifting yes, and everything before. very much. Yeah, because, I mean, again, you start getting into the bigger cars, you go around road courses. So I think it's a great experience, and a lot of kids actually enjoy end up enjoying that more than they do the oval. Yeah, I think it would be pretty fun. You know, because there's so much. It's, a, it's more of a challenge. Yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, that's coming up. They, I know for for a while there, they weren't. They were redoing the road course, so they weren't racing on it in the winter. But um, you know, good to see that that's uh, back into it. So let's go back and oh, we've got about. To, you know what? I'm going to take a break first, and then we'll come back. I want to talk to you about how you got started. For those who may not have heard your last interview, so we're going to step aside just a little bit early here, and when we come back, more with Luke Morey. We've got Daniel Dye coming up, and we've got some NASCAR talk coming up as well. A lot going on before League Lap is done. Stay with us. We will be right back. Everywhere you go, you hear it, and you see it. It's coming at you through your phone, your tablet, and your computer. It's broadcast from your favorite radio station, TV networks, and cable companies. It's in the stadiums, the arenas, the ballparks. It screams for your attention at the mall. It's interactive on Main Street. It's even coming at you from the gas pump at the nearby convenience store. What is it? It's digital content. It's digital content. It's digital content. Somebody has to create it. Somebody has to manage it. So what do your dream is to write it, design it, create it, call it, produce it, voice it, post it, light it, shoot it, switch it, record it, call it. 
color correct it, edit it, code it, repurpose it, tweet it, blog it, post it, compress it, upload it, replay it, or make sure it gets to where it's got to go when it's got to get there in the format it's got to be in. You need to attend Carolina School of Broadcasting. The skills you will learn, the experience you will get, and the connections you will make at Carolina School of Broadcasting will open the doors to the career you want in digital content creation and digital content management. Call or come by today. Click csbradiotv.edu. Everyone knows Strutmasters is the suspension experts for luxury vehicles, and now we offer motorcycle products. Introducing Easy Rider Complete Motorcycle Air Suspension brought to you by Strutmasters.com. You can raise and lower your bike with the flip of a switch. Take those long rides with the ultimate comfort of Easy Rider Air Shocks. They're backed by Strutmasters, and you won't believe the low price. Check out Easy Rider Motorcycle Air Suspension at Strutmasters.com. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, VSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. VSR's Specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed. Ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents. Vehicle dynamics and feedback. Skid control and skid recovery. Threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves. And off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today. 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. This is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children. Name one of the leading killers of U.S. children age 1 to 13. What's the best way to protect children in a car crash? At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Tyler Ingram, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Oh boy. Tyler has got a rough road to hoe here uh, in the playoff race. We'll... Uh, We'll talk about that here in a little bit, but uh, welcome back to me, Lap. Uh, my name is Tom Baker. Luke Morey is with me in the studio as our special guest right now. James Mellick is uh, punching all the right buttons to keep us on the air and uh, rocking here. Um, and, of course, Victory Custom Trailers is our sponsor. want to also uh, say thank you to the folks at mycomputercareer.edu, training for a better life if you want a second or third or fourth career, or you're just looking for something better to do in terms of your uh, job or profession, or maybe you're at a point where you need to do something different, uh, my computer career might be your answer. IT training is what they do, and they do it very well. You can train just one to two times a week online. That's it. And in four to six months, you could be on your way to a brand new career in IT and uh, a, a much better life. It is a field and industry that uh, has about 2 million jobs unfilled right now because there's so much more demand for uh, qualified uh, candidates than uh, there are qualified candidates to fill the uh, 
the job. So uh, it's going to be a big field for a long time. A lot of different ways you can go with it. My Computer Career does it very, very well. Go to mycomputercareer.edu. Take the free career evaluation. They have financial aid available if you qualify, including the GI Bill. And uh, when you're ready to join the workforce, when your training is done, uh, they work with hundreds of employers to get you placed. So you can't go wrong. They are mentors and not just trainers. And they care about you. They want to make sure that you're doing well in the profession and um, they are good people. So mycomputercareer.edu, training for a better life. We've got Daniel Dye coming up shortly. Right now we're talking with Luke Morey and uh, we were talking about the winter heat series that uh, Charlotte Motor Speedway runs and um, the split between the fifth mile and the road course that uh, they typically run with that series um, now, you mentioned to me during the break uh, about some plans for 2021 that you're trying to, uh, y'all are trying to get together here. Uh, we know that you're going to run the Legends car, but you're also, and I love that your dad and everybody's doing this because I think this is exactly the way to do it. You're also going to transition and, and with a few races, just like you, you ran a couple Legends races this year, then a full season next year, you're going to run a couple races in a bigger vehicle next year. But you're not quite sure exactly what you're doing yet. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, we're um, thinking about doing like a limited late model or something at Hickory and Florence and all tracks like that around the area. But if we do, we're going to be, I'm 12, so I have to be 13 to race. So it's obviously most likely going to start like mid-season in 2022 and then no in 2021 yeah i was yeah. gonna say yeah okay mess it up there that's all right and then most likely going to test whatever we are going to do this um next year so that'll be pretty good for me yeah so you'll get uh, a full year of legends plus you're going to do something with a bigger car around mid-season you you turn 13 in what april april Okay, and so you'll be able to then start to think about what you want to do. And uh, even if you don't get a lot of actual race time in that vehicle, if you can just start testing it, that's good. And you you aren't sure whether it's going to be dirt or asphalt. What would you like to do? Would you like to do some dirt? Um, Dirt would probably be better. It would definitely teach me a lot. Um, But also... I would I would think a dirt car would be cheaper than a pavement late model or <laughs> well, a legend. Not necessarily. But <laughs> I think I would have... I would have a lot of fun in either one, but I would much rather do like a dirt modified or something just for the experience. Well, it is good to have that. Um, you know, if you're if you're going to run a, a dirt car, a modified is good. A late model is also good. It's, you know, good car control yeah. um, to, you know, between that and the legends. I think by the time you got back to the pavement um, now, <clears throat> what is your career goal? Do you want to be in NASCAR? Do you want to be in, on the dirt side, like on the World of Outlaws? Or what would you like to do if you could choose where you wanted to be? Um, for example, like Kyle Larson, like he did NASCAR and dirt stuff, but I, I want to get my way up to NASCAR and then do like some dirt um, late models. I'm not going to do sprint cars. Not I'm, I'm not going to touch those things, but like modifieds <laughs> or late models would be pretty fun too. Yeah, it's always well, and and there's you know there's all kinds of opportunity because obviously there are a lot of different divisions um, and series that you can run in both of those types of cars. Um, not the sprint car feds. So you're not going to be the next Kyle Larson. No. 
No. Although Kyle jumped to the late model and uh, went right to the top of the charts, too. Uh, he can drive about anything there is, but um, but that's a good that's a good goal to have. Now, let's go all the way back here. How did you get started in racing, and what got you interested? Well, my dad raced. Oh, we lived in Michigan at this time, so my dad did oh. modifieds and late models. Okay. Um. I think he did some crates, some super late model races, and he was on in dirt or pavement. Dirt, dirt, okay. And in the UMP modified, so we raced. Our two home tracks were Winston and Thunderbird. Okay. So we would always, I would always go there and just play with my friends. At this time, I was like five or six, and I was about seven whenever my dad um, seen that mini wedges were a thing in Ohio, and he looked at them. There, he thought they were pretty cool, so he started mini wedge fabrication, which was basically. I don't really know how to explain what the cars kind of are, but... Well, they're, they're sort of like tiny... Uh, well, no, not tiny. Kind of like quarter midgets. They're, they're, they're a, a uh, smaller scale late model, right? Yeah, basically yeah. with a tall um, chassis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, it's just think about a miniaturized downscale late model, like a half quarter scale or half scale late model is what they are, I think. Is that not uh, close? Yeah, and yeah. then we... Uh, my dad tried to get like tracks to let us to build like a kind of a small track in the infield just kind of like what charlotte does kind of like that but okay. they don't even need to like make banking just cones or something so we did that for the first couple of races i liked it a lot uh, it got me into racing because ever since he started racing I, I was it was just i was like i want to do nascar i just want to do i just want to race so that helped out a lot and then we started we started mid-season in the first one it kind of it kind of just started midway through like the year and i won one race that season and the next year i was dominant i got used to it they made small tracks like um kind of half on front stretch and half off but on the other time we were just running on the big tracks so that was pretty dangerous but <laughs> once we got down there i won what was it like 20 races wow it was i think it was around 20 and then maybe 10 next year and then we moved down here because of my dad's job okay yeah now tell us what your dad does he's the head of motorsports at bill stein bill stein shocks um and so uh the 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 job took him to uh nascar country imagine that uh (laughs) and i i assume that you probably weren't too disappointed to move to the heart of nascar right yeah, I didn't really know. I didn't really know anything at that point. My brain was kind of small then, but I was like, <laughs> he told me this is like where this is my opportunity if I want to move up and stuff. So we moved down here. We tested a Bandolero, and of course we junked it on the back stretch at the fifth mile in a test session. Ouch! Car was pretty destroyed, but and then we got one, and then kind of just took off from there. Yeah, see, you can only get better from there, right? Yeah. When you junk a car your first time out, there's nowhere to go but up. That's that's how that works. I love how you said my brain was kind of small then, <laughs> as if it's really large now. I mean, you're all the way up to 13 or 12, so you've your brain's grown considerably. Um, but uh, now you, th- this is a bit of a transition from Michigan from a weather standpoint. Do you miss the snow? Um, sometimes I'll like it, but whenever it's too hot, I, I like the snow. Oh, okay. Well, I would see, I was going to hit the bell when you said, no, I don't miss snow at all, but that's <laughs> not what you said. So you don't get a bell. Um, I moved from Oswego, New York, which is one of the, used to be one of the snow capitals of the world. I think we measured it in feet up there and we still went to school. Um, 
But uh, I got away from the snow because I just, it's useless when you're an adult, unless you're a snowmobile or a skier, and I was neither. Um, So you came came down here and got into the Bandoleros, and it's kind of been... um, all speed incorporated ever since for you, right? Is it, do you do you have any other hobbies? Anything else that you like to do when you're not racing? Um, I have a scooter. I go to the local skate park, literally right in front of my house. It's a <laughs> indoor skate park. I I just do that as my side hobby, really. And then you know, i racing. I do. I do a lot of i racing all the time. Just practice, practice, practice. The legend and all that. So when you're not racing, you're racing. Yep. That's how that works. So no no other sports, no baseball, no football, no nothing? I used to do um, baseball and stuff. When we moved down here, I really wanted to do football, but it was we were racing every week because it was yeah. like the shootout time. I didn't want to get hurt or something. Not like I would, but I just didn't want well, to you risk. you could. Yeah. I've seen it before. <laughs> it's, uh, actually, uh, I think if if we did a study for drivers under 15 years of age who race and do other sports, and the and who have gotten injured at some point in their youth, it came from the other sport more than it came from racing. Everybody yeah. thinks racing's dangerous, but as long as you got four wheels instead of two, the two wheelers all bang up their knees and legs and ankles and whatever else, and they all end up limping at some point. Yeah. But um, the the four wheel racers, uh, you don't see as much of that. It's a very safe sport, actually. So, um, so. You, what are you doing with school right now? You're obviously with COVID, a part of the country's online, a part of the country's in class. Are you doing online or are you doing class? I'm doing online right now, but I'm so used to like in the first couple of weeks, I was like, bring me back. But now that we have like we have an option to go back a couple days a week and okay. then do the rest online. But I choose to do fully online because I'm so used to it now. It's like it's like normal school for me now. You have to be disciplined, though, right? Because you got obviously you can't yeah. just sort of, you know, be half watching TV. You, you gotta you gotta focus on it. But uh, as long as your grades are good, that's that's the the main thing. So um, tell us how we can uh, follow your career. Give us your social media and all of that. Um, Instagram's really it. Um, my Instagram and Mori Motorsports on Instagram and Facebook Mori Motorsports. M-O-R-E-Y Motorsports, uh, I hasten to add. Do you have a website? No. You don't? Okay. So Maury Motorsports on Facebook and Instagram, and uh, we're looking forward to uh, talking more with you as uh, things kind of develop for 2021. You did a great job. Uh, We appreciate you coming in and uh, talking with us for a while, and we'll have you back in again soon. That is Luke Maury, and we'll be back with more of Lead Lap right after this. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. 
Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today. 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. He wanted to be known for doing his best. His best made him Major League Baseball's most valuable player. Strike two. He played in six World Series and was elected to the Hall of Fame. Although an honest man, he was best at stealing holes. But the best quality of Jackie Robinson's life was his character. So here's to you, Mr. Robinson. Thanks for passing it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. When Marlon Shirley was five years old, he was in an accident and lost his foot, but he didn't lose his heart. When you tackle a challenge that you just cannot even fathom tackling, when you accomplish that, the amount of integrity and the will and the heart that you'll get from that experience is what will set you up for your life. In less time than it took Marlon Shirley to say that, he can now run 100 meters because today he's the world's fastest amputee. Overcome, pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. Hi, this is Chandler Smith, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. I tried. Welcome back to uh, Week Lab, presented by Victory Custom Trailers. Boy, Luke Morey did a great job. Um, just can't believe for a 12-year-old uh, young man how well he actually speaks, articulates thoughts, and uh, got a good sense of humor, too. He's a funny kid. Um, a lot of fun. If you get a chance to uh, get to a Legends car race, um, he'll be at Tri-County uh, Speedway this weekend, uh, as will I, on Saturday. Southeast Legends Tour was the series that I, my my brain wouldn't let me think of, but... Um, we uh, figured it out during the break. Uh, Luke's mom got, got us straightened out here. So it's the Southeast Legends Tour, and they'll be running uh, Tri-County this Saturday. Should be a lot of fun, a great way to spend Halloween. Um, and uh, supposed to be dry by Saturday here in the region. We're going to get soaked on Wednesday and Thursday, but uh, supposed to be dry by by Saturday. And uh, I think temperature's low 60s, so it shouldn't be too awful bad. Um, and looking forward to uh, to seeing that show. Okay. So uh, Tom Baker and James Malik in the studio now. Daniel Dye will be joining us uh, here in a little while. 
Daniel is uh, the driver of uh, Ben Kennedy Racing's ARCA car number 43. And uh, he is um, he's a really uh, interesting young man as well in terms of uh, his not only his background, but also uh, he has got a cause that he is uh, very passionate about. And uh, so am I. So we're going to talk about that. That's the reason I'm bringing him on. We're going to talk about that. And, of course, he's uh, racing at uh, 8 o'clock as we start our second hour. So, all right, Melik, we had a truck race yesterday. Uh, and i got to tell you, it was a truck race. I mean, it was a great race, but, boy, was it a crash fest. Yeah, they tore up uh, a lot of trucks. And I don't. they didn't just tear them up. They put a lot of them possibly to the scrapyard. Yeah, uh, there were a few, for sure, that are going in that direction. Uh, the playoffs for the truck series uh, coming down to the wire here. And, you know, those guys are very aggressive. And we uh, we really saw that yesterday in, in that uh, truck series race. Um, I think, obviously, the elephant in the room that everybody's been talking about is uh, the incidents that involved Ben Rhodes. Um, and, you know, it... When you when you look over the race, the first incident uh, involved Ben and David Gilliland, uh, and David ended up spinning backwards into the wall. Todd, Todd Gilliland. Todd, sorry, not You're David. <laughs> See, this is what happens. I'm old <laughs> enough to remember David racing, and if I'm not careful, my brain just goes back in time for a moment, and it catches up. Um, Todd Gilliland um, ended up spinning backwards into the wall. Then the next incident involved Christian Eckes um, being turned into the wall. And the last incident involved uh, Ben and a couple of other trucks that he says um, the 51 of Chandler Smith started in retaliation for the Eckes incident, which Ben says was not his fault, um, though he basically said it was. Um, what's interesting about this is I've known Ben a long time, and I say this, all of this, um, with a little bit of humor here, because there was a point in time when Ben was young where he would barely talk. Like, he was, it wasn't that he was, um, you know, he just, he was a very shy kid as a youngster in the go-karts. And then he got to, even in the Legends uh, for a while, he was very um, kind of quiet and reserved, and then he got, up into NASCAR, into the K&N East series, what was, I think, K&N East back then. And, um, and just all of a sudden, the switch flipped. And now, it's like he's gone to the point where he's really aggressive and hyper. And um, it's, uh, I don't know, what, what did you see in all of that, James? I mean, you've been around this a while and worked on truck teams and so forth. What, what was your two cents on the whole thing? Uh, watching it from the outside, like the view they show normally, just watching from the top, uh, it definitely looked like Ben Rhodes was trying to retaliate against Christian Eckes there. I mean, I can definitely see where people are getting that Rhodes definitely went to retaliate. Um, when they show the inside view, you can't really feel the seat like the driver does, so it's kind of hard to tell if he did get loose or yeah. tight, but you do see the wheel turn left. So um, you leave that to the driver and hope he's telling you the truth, that he got loose, because uh, you don't want him to intentionally yeah. dump anybody because doing stuff like that in a motor racing vehicle can get very dangerous on someone and hurt them. Um, but 
it was uh, it was definitely wild to see that. And then for the KBM truck, it for him to say it went back after to retaliate against him, um, I don't really know. I mean, maybe he's standing up for himself, like you were saying, he was tired of getting picked on. I don't know. I uh, I don't think I have seen. In fact, I know I haven't, and I don't think they showed it. I don't think there was a great angle on that last incident. Yes, that I couldn't get with, one with Chandler and and Ben and also Josh Balicki was in that one as well. And there wasn't a great angle on that, or at least I didn't see one. So I don't really know what happened there. Now, the Christian Eckes one, to me, um, you know, the video doesn't lie. There was contact. Now, Eckes did not touch Ben. And so I was trying to figure out, and I think I think the announcing booth was trying to figure it out, too, on the broadcast, if there might have been an incident prior to the one we saw. He said that he was ran up towards the wall early in the race. I believe he said that in his interview, yeah. that he got raced up towards the he wall early twice. in the race. Yeah. So, but again, um, if you're driving like Eckes was, and I'm, I'm, I'm describing what we saw in the, the second or the last, whatever it was, that, follow, that the retaliation followed. Um, I mean, Christian was running his line. He didn't hit Ben and Ben never touched the wall. Now Ben claimed that he was counter steering, trying to keep it off the wall or whatever, and just trying to, um, and then the truck takes a hard left and, um, and right hooks, uh, Christian into the wall and ends up damaging Ben's truck too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I mean, it, to me, it looked like the retaliation was was purposeful, um, and I I'm not sure what Ben was talking about when he says that he basically crowded me into the wall because I don't think Ben ever touched the wall. I think Ben got out of the groove and got up into the um, uh, PJ one or whatever they call it. Oh, the marbles up there. The marbles or the tra- yeah, up to up into that, you know. And and it's not. And so, I don't feel like Christian really did anything wrong there. Um, now, if there was something earlier in the race, then you know maybe there was. But um, I think that Ben. I certainly think with the Gillen situation. Again, I think Ben was was quite aggressive there. And so I, I I think that it's I don't know if Ben is pressing too hard because he's you know, he's on the on the border here uh with the playoffs or whatever. Um and is he I don't know if you know this, is he racing for that seat again next year or no? Well, is he as, signed? as far as I know, he's not signed. In fact, I don't think any of the Thor Sport guys I I don't think any of them are Sign, but we we can be sure that Enfinger will come back. We can be sure Kraft will come back. I think their lifers there as long as they want to be. Um, you know, I I don't know about Sauter, uh, and, and Ben. I I don't believe is resigned. Um, so you know, I think you kind of got to look at this if you're Ben and say, man, I I got to watch myself a little. You know, race hard and and you can pick your spots to be aggressive, but. I think you got to keep yourself out of um, out of the mode of losing your temper and and uh, you know showing your horses behind, as Larry McReynolds likes to say. Um, I'm I'm like I said, I've known Ben a long time. Uh, you know, 
and and, and I I know who Ben is, uh, but you know he I, I'll say this he had a bad day yesterday yeah. and and I think you've got to accept some responsibility in some of that and say look you know I I've got to pick and choose my spots a little better and um, but I just feel like as he's gotten older over the last like couple of years he's gotten more and more aggressive and I, and, and I I think you can be. You, you could be intelligently aggressive or you could just be aggressive. And I, I, I think at times he's just too aggressive. Um, I mean, he was, he was in part responsible for three cautions in that race. And again, I don't know about the last situation, but if I'm looking at video and I'm calling it as I see it, he caused the first two. He caused uh, the Golan situation. He caused the Eckes situation. So um, that's, a, that's a tough a, a tough deal right now. Um, and, you know, I, I, he's going to have a target on his back at Martinsville. Yeah, and that's one you got to, as a young driver like him, he needs to lean on his uh, older drivers over there like uh, Effinger and Crafton yeah. and Sauter and say, hey, yes. um, I need some advice here. I made a mistake and I had a tough race. What do I do to make next weekend and the rest of this year that much easier? Right. Now, on the other hand, if you're Christian Eckes, um <laughs> And I, you know, I saw the tweet that he sent to Kansas saying, you know, any advice, uh, you know. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, um, because we're going to Martinsville, you see, and uh, that's where Kenseth, uh waited on a caution flag to, to pile Joey Logano into the wall. Um, but I, you know, I, I just, I think you, if you're Christian Eckes, you're still playing for your first win. I think you gotta have better priorities than just to to uh, uh, to worry about retaliation against Ben Rhodes. So hopefully, everybody's cooler head will prevail here. Ben is not out of this yet. Um, he could get the win, and I think Eckes definitely is, uh, you know, is, is definitely in in a situation where he also needs to. Uh, keep focusing on winning and not worry about uh, junk. But it was it was quite an eventful truck race. Of course, Sheldon Creed, um, man, he just keeps on trucking, literally. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, he and Austin Hill were the two best trucks of the day all day. Zane Smith, a strong third. Lassard, Moffitt, Crafton. Austin Self with a seventh-place run. Good run for him. Dylan Lupton, eighth. Derek Kraus, ninth. And Tanner Gray rounding out. The top 10, uh, I got to mention Hill, Tyler Hill finishing 11th, Purdy, Anderson, Boyd, and James Busher hadn't run in five years, gets a 15th place finish. That's awesome. Nice job. Yes. That's a really nice job. Not the easiest thing to do, be out of a truck or even anything racing for that long and hop back in and go get a top 15. Did a nice job. So um, (laughs) Martinsville sure will be fun. That's all I got to say. We'll uh, talk Xfinity and um, and more uh, later in the show. But uh, I think we got Daniel Dye on the line, so we're going to step aside for a moment and uh, take a break. When we come back, we'll chat with Daniel Dye, and you won't want to miss this interview, uh, and you'll see why when we do it. So back with more of Lead Lap right after this. You own a performance car, and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class 
Midwest Road Racing Circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! (gasps) It's hard to concentrate on two things at once like texting and driving. Stop the text, stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. Hi, this is Spencer Boyd, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Lead Lap, presented by VictoryCustomTrailers.com. And uh, we continue to roll on a Monday night as we broadcast this show live on the Performance Motorsports Network. If uh, you're listening to us from a source other than the Performance Motorsports Network, you should know that uh, Performance Motorsports Network has their own app. Just go to your device's app store. It's free to download. PMN, that's Performance Motorsports Network. PMN Radio is what you type in. Just download the free PMN Radio app and not only get uh, this show when it airs live, but uh, you get it six more times during uh, the week in replay form, along with uh, about, um, I don't know, I think seven or eight other shows that the network carries, including our Motorsports Madness show that airs on Thursday nights and the Inside Pass show which airs on Saturday mornings here on WSIC's family of radio stations and on WSIC-FM. So uh, you can get um, most of our shows throughout the week on the Performance Motorsports Network, along with a lot of other great programming. 
Um, but also, if you go to racechasermedia.com, that's our website, you can get all of our shows, the three I just mentioned, plus our two podcasts, the Inside Groove Super Modified Podcast and the uh, Mainly Modifieds, well, Modified Podcast, um, that uh, we do each week as well. So five shows a week, and we're about to add a sixth. We'll tell you about that when it comes by. Uh, but we're doing uh, doing a non-racing show that we're going to toss into the mix here um, starting very soon. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, and uh, also wanted to tell you that uh, we are going to have a brand new line of merchandise starting in 2021. And it's going to be cool. So be prepared for that. Uh, going to be a lot of fun. So we're uh, kind of trying to step things up a little bit. Video going to come back into the... Uh, um, into the uh, landscape here of Race Chaser uh, Media as well for 2021 more. So uh, just keep your eye on uh, Race Chaser Media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We'll have all kinds of news as we go forward here. Right now, though, we're going to go back to the phones. And um, Daniel Dye is with us. Daniel Dye is a uh, young man who is currently racing in the ARCA series. He is running for Ben Kennedy racing and um daniel's a very impressive young man 16 years old and we're gonna have an opportunity to uh talk with him he is uh he is racing for a cause and uh it's a cause that is very important to me and i know a lot of others as well um and should be important to all of us so uh, we'll talk to daniel here daniel welcome to the show Thanks for having me, man. Nice to talk to you. Well, it's uh, it's great to have you on. I mentioned that you're from Florida, but uh, for those who aren't familiar with Daniel Dye, give uh, give us about uh, two minutes or so of background on you. Uh, who are you? How old are you? Where did you Where did you uh, start racing, and uh, what got you interested in the sport? Yeah, so um, I'm from Daytona Beach. Uh, I go to school there, work there, uh, the shops there, basically centered around daytona beach um i got my start in racing uh racing quarter midgets uh i got a quarter midget between my birthday and christmas uh because my birthday is like three weeks before christmas uh oh, so it's mine when's your, when's your birthday december 4th oh okay i'm the 25th of november so uh you got you're about a week closer to christmas but uh that so you get do you get the con did you always get combination presents or did you get presents for both no, I've been I've been lucky enough to to get a little bit of a like two, so it it works out for me. I, I like that part of yeah. it. Yeah. So you got your quarter midget, and uh, how old were you when you started? So I got it when I was five, but it, it took a little bit for us to get started. I was eight, um, and oh, my wow. dad actually my dad actually built a quarter midget track with Mark Martin for Mark's son uh, to race at and in Enfield at New Smyrna Speedway. Oh wow! Like. Uh, five years before I was born or something like that. So okay. uh, they took they took me out there when I was, uh, I would have been a little bit older than four uh, and, and watched a race out there, and, and I enjoyed it. So I uh, ended up getting one. It took me a little bit to get the hang of it, but we started winning a lot, and I've got probably 130, 140 quarter midget wins. And, wow. and, and after that, we kind of realized it was probably time for the next step, and we took a huge jump, and, Decided to go late ball racing with with Ben huh. Kennedy and uh, been doing that for for pushing about two years now. Okay, um, now are you running late models or are you running ARCA? So we run super late models uh, as well as we we have two ARCA starts. Okay, year. that's what I thought. Uh, okay, 
I didn't think I yeah, was crazy. So. You were at, you just ran last weekend. Um, right. So talk about the late model adjustment from a quarter midget, because like you said, that's a pretty that's a pretty big jump. We just had Luke Morion and Lucas thirteen went from uh, Bandoleros to now into Legends cars. Uh, you kind of skipped that in between step and went straight to a full size car. What was that like? Yeah, uh, it was it was crazy. Um, really, the only thing I had was eye racing, and it, and it really wasn't the plan. Um, it just ended up happening. The the car was ready, and it was just sitting there. And we decided, well, we're gonna go. We're gonna go test. We're gonna spend a good bit of time before we do it. I think my first test was was June, uh, and I I didn't have a real race until January. Uh, we had a little exhibition deal. Me and my dad and two other guys got out there. And had some fun, and I ended up winning. But, but I, don't, I don't really count my first race until January. Uh, so we we definitely took our time, got the hang of it, um, and then finally uh, during last year, I think it was August or something, I uh, ended up getting my first points paying win. So uh, we we got it figured out a little bit. We're still trying to. Uh, I'm trying to learn, and we're all trying to work hard and and find ourselves victory lane here again soon. Very nice. Uh, well, now, you were how old when you went to the late model? I was 14, so I was okay. about 14 and a half the first time I okay. uh, got to hit the track and won. So that's not too bad, and you're still running those. How has your 2020 season gone for you? I know you made uh, a couple of starts to the ARCA Series, plus your time in the late model. Yeah, so the late model deal has been pretty good. Um, we finished third in my first super late model race it was the red eye 50 at new smyrna went and ran the speed fest 200 for my second race ended up finishing fifth and you know uh ran speed weeks had some good runs there uh we were in the points hunt uh for the pro late model division and i was i was driving away with the lead in the in the last hundred lapper uh for the pro late models and and a lap car ended up taking us out i don't even know Ouch. I don't know what was going on there. It was it was definitely a rough deal. I don't know if, if uh, it's just it's hard to talk about because I'm I'm confused as <laughs> as to what happened. Um, but yeah, we had some good runs there. Uh, the arc race didn't go all that well, but it was cool to definitely get my my toes in the water uh, in the arca series. And then um, ran fourth at Bristol in the U.S. Short Track Nationals a couple weeks ago. Uh, seventh in the arc race at Pensacola a couple weeks ago. Um, let's see, what else have we done? Seventh at the Rattler 250. That was fun. That was really, really hot. Uh, but yeah, we've, we've had some good finishes this year, been having some fun. So looking to, uh, hopefully we got the three biggest races of the year to close out the year. So it's going to be difficult to find victory lane, but we're not backing up. We're going to try and and do our best that we can to, uh, make that happen. What was it like to race Bristol motor speedway in a super late model? Bristol was crazy. Um, it, you know, really, I didn't get the hang of it till the second day. Like it was, I bet it's such a crazy thing. It doesn't make any sense. You're on a half mile and and you're not lifting and you're not touching the brake. Like I, I never really got completely out of the gas. It was, it was really mind boggling. It was something that you really just had to do. That's what there was. That's all there was to it. Uh, and then we actually ended up getting getting our nose. Uh, tore off in the in practice on race day in the final practice uh and i had to race my backup car and i qualified 14th terrible uh but you know we just took our time saved our stuff and made passes here and there and found ourselves in third getting ready to fight for the win and 
had a had a late race caution and and Nassie had a deal and he got tires because his t- tires before got blistered and that was a rough deal and he ended up getting in front of us and finished uh finished fourth there behind him but we were we were in contention to win and and I'm still tore up about it there are some things I could have done different to try to make it happen but you know for for considering the circumstances and racing the car we had four laps on before the green flag flew uh, that ended up being pretty good. Well, you learn for next time. That's the thing. Um, and try to get better each time out, of course. Uh, and so you, you had your, um, you had your second ARCA start, I think of the season this past weekend. Talk about that. Yeah. So we raced, uh, the Pensacola 200 at five flags. Uh, I think it was two weeks ago. We've been so busy. I can't remember. Um, and it was, it was all right. Um, it was definitely better than New Smyrna. Uh, we were we were up there. We were running real well. Uh, the short run speed wasn't all that great, but in the long run, we were we were one of the fastest cars on the racetrack. So that was that was really cool. Um, got a few scuffles that that ended up putting me out of the top five. I think we had a great opportunity to find ourselves in the top five. But uh, you know the the Arca guys like to race real rough, and I wasn't really expecting it. Um, and it, it definitely bit me uh, a good bit. You know, the the way they race is way different than how we do it in the Southern Super Series. We're yeah, all, I bet. You know, we're 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 all really we're like. There's a big difference between the square bumpers and the stiff bumpers in the Arca Series compared to how the late models work. So, I, I really wasn't expecting it, um, and it ended up not working out for us. We got on the on the wrong end uh, as far as the rough driving deal went. So. Just uh, that we figured it out for next year. Going to have to you know, flip the switch when we get in the ARCA car and, and go race against them boys next year. Okay, so if uh, you can hang on, Daniel, we're going to put you back into the magical land of hold. Uh, and uh, we need to uh, take a break. When we come back, we'll bring you back out and talk to you about your uh, how you got to Ben Kennedy Racing, how that came about, and also want to talk about the cause that you uh, race for as well. We'll be back with more with Daniel Dye on League Lap right after this. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, VSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. VSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed ocular driving which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents vehicle dynamics and feedback skid control and skid recovery threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves and off-road recovery techniques this is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach so call bsr today 304-725-8444 give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway that's 304 725-8444 You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. I route one just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. 
Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. Hi, this is John Androsik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by the RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. When Marlon Shirley was five years old, he was in an accident and lost his foot, but he didn't lose his heart. When you tackle a challenge that you just cannot even fathom tackling, when you accomplish that, the amount of integrity and the will and the heart that you'll get from that experience is what will set you up for your life. In less time than it took Marlon Shirley to say that, he can now run 100 meters because today he's the world's fastest amputee. Overcome, pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. Hi, I'm Jesse Love, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. All right, welcome back to Lead Lab, presented by VictoryCustomTrailers.com. You can go to the website and design your own custom trailer right from the site, or you can uh, choose from one of their couple of hundred or so um, trailers that they uh, have in stock. And, of course, that covers all kinds of trailers, not just racing trailers, toy haulers, uh, whatever it is that you're looking for, uh, toters, transporters, whatever. They've got it all. Just um, go if ahead and... If you're his daughter, you like horse trailers? Cow trailers. Cow trailers. Yeah, she, she, yeah, That's Katie, it. I knew it was Katie one of those was, two animals. Katie Etheridge was out a couple of weeks ago with her dad with Chris. And, of course, Chris owns Victory Custom Trailers. And... Chris was telling us that uh, Katie's uh, new new uh, thing she likes to do is get on the website and design trailers for cows. So, uh, yeah, if you need a trailer for your cow, then Katie will be happy to design one for you. So uh, that's how that works. Uh, VictoryCustomTrailers.com. We, uh, we enjoy those uh, folks a lot, and uh, they're very, very good at what they do. Um, the quality of the craftsmanship is outstanding. So check out the website. Uh, I'm going to attempt to use technology on this show live. Uh, I'm going to uh, attempt to hit a button on my phone and play a PSA for you. Uh, and then we'll talk about it after we play it. So uh, here we go. Um, hopefully this works so we can, uh, well, it, it, let's see if I try it this way. There we go. Every day to suicide and 22 of those are veterans. 90% of those people had diagnosable mental illnesses. Let's face it, suicide touches us all. If someone you know or love needs help, please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255. That's 800-273-TALK. Together, we can race to stop suicide. That was young Daniel Die, and uh, of course I have to now hit uh, pause on my phone here to get it to stop. Um, so as usual, um, the one time I try to use simple technology, I mess it up. But Daniel Die, we're going to talk about it anyway. Daniel's with us here on the program, and uh, I didn't know it would repeat was my problem. Um, so Daniel, um, how did you get uh, what what? 
was the genesis of you wanting to uh, to adopt this particular cause and raise awareness for this cause and talk about what you're doing? So, um, so living in Daytona Beach, where so we're in Volusia County, but neighbors to Volusia County is Flagler County, and, and in the state of Florida, they have the highest uh, suicide rate, and and it's really something that is hard really? to talk about. Um, wow. So, the the what we did is we partnered with Halifax Health and their behavioral centers um, to try and start the conversation and, and put a little pressure on. Um, you know, the people to, to make sure that we can try and lower those numbers. Um, it's something that, that, like I said, is, is tough to talk about. Um, but with the race car and, and with the efforts that we we try and, and put forth, it's it's kind of an icebreaker and, and makes it easier for people to feel like they can reach out if they need help or if, if you, know, you know somebody that needs help, you can feel more comfortable trying to find help for them. Uh, so we, we have had some people reach out um, that have thanked us for our efforts. We've had a lot of people thank us, but um, some, we've had some cool stories come through that, that it's definitely made a difference into people's lives. So that really makes it all worthwhile. Um, it's something that, is, that has touched me and my race team personally. Um, so we, we try and make sure that we can do the best we can getting the message out. Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it touches all of us in one way or another. I've had a few friends uh, that that have committed suicide. Um, you know, others uh, over the years have attempted, and it's it's definitely, especially in this current climate, in this time in 2020, um, the, the the mental and psychological effects that uh, the virus and the subsequent lockdowns and business closures and all of that have had on uh, really the entire world, uh, without exaggeration, um, is just, it's just been brutal. And uh, it, I think now is really the time to not just create awareness, but to really, really um, reach out to people and, and just, uh, again, even in your daily life, right, to, to just check on people and make sure they're doing okay and don't assume um, you know, if you, if you know somebody struggling, make sure that you, you know, you spend time with them and you, and you get them help if they need it, because they're not always going to ask for it. Right. Right. And that's, and that's what we try to do. And, and, you know, we try to make sure that, that the people around us know that we do care for them. And, and that it's, it's never a bad thing to reach out and, and ask for help when you need it. Yeah. Um, you know, everybody has, has a purpose in life and, and with, when you find help, and you'll you'll learn to understand that you can help other people, um, and and it's it's really cool the stories that that we've gotten through social media and, and people just coming up to me and talking before and after a race, um, just thanking us for for what we do. It, it's it's really really cool, and and I'm honestly I'm I'm honored to be um, a part of it. We've it's just it's really cool. And I'm super glad to be a part of, of what's going on. You are an extremely well-spoken young man for 16. Very composed and very well-spoken. Um, it, it, the, the, the communications thing seems to come very naturally to you. Thank you. Thank you very much. And then that's, that's something that, is, that has helped a little bit, too. I've, I've gotten to speak a few different places. And with that PSA that you just played, it, it, it's cool, cool being a part of it. 
because uh, I get to um, get get to be a person that that can talk about it, and uh, and especially with me, I'm I'm a high schooler, so I'm in the middle yes. of you know that age demographic that that deals with it a lot. So it's uh, it's something that that we try and push as hard as we can, and, and try to make a difference in people's lives all over uh, the, our community and as well as the country. So you know we travel all over the southeast and 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 try and spread the message and and let know people that there is help and and people that are willing to help them i i'm curious how many takes it took for you to uh to nail that psa it it took a few um you know (laughs) it it honestly didn't take as many as i thought it would but we uh we we goofed around a little bit um you know with with Johnny, the guy that filmed that commercial, me and him are good buddies. We've done a, a few different things like that and, and trying to spread the message through a few different outlets. Uh, one being Mission 22, it's, it's a partnership that we really got through G Beach, um, just the guy that that is a part of that. Um, and and it took a few takes, but <laughs> but uh, it, it, it's, it's a little bit easier when you know you're doing it for a good cause. You know you can help people uh, with what you're doing. Yeah, it, it really is. And, and it's fun to do those things. And it, it's it's always interesting. I like to tell the story about, uh, I remember when David Stremme was driving for Chip Ganassi in the Cup Series in the Coors Light uh, 40 car. I think it was still Coors Light then. But um, mm-hmm. I had the uh, privilege of being able to go and watch him filming a PSA for, I think it was either Levine Children's Hospital or it was Danny, the Danny Thomas Hospital, one of the, the Memphis-based hospitals for, for children. And he had a little five-year-old that part of the commercial was he was supposed to pick him up and, and put him on the hood of the car. And the whole commercial was about um, the fact that it takes a race team for, for, for David Strummy to be successful and win races and that, you know, that this young man needs a team around him too. And then of course they ask, he asked for donations to be a part of the team kind of thing and to help him have the team he needs. Well, um, people would be surprised to find out that these commercials are filmed in bits. So you do one or two lines and then you keep doing it till they get it perfect. Then So everything then is pasted together and the outtakes end up being funnier than the actual commercial in some cases. And there was one time where they, they rolled tape and he put the kid on the car and, and he continued with his lines. And meanwhile, we're watching the kids slide, start sliding off the, off the car. And it, you just all of a sudden see the kid right off the side of the car and we start laughing and and David turns and sees the kid. He didn't like fall on the, he just sort of stood up on the ground, but it was funny to watch David's reaction. And, and so I think they did put like a little blooper reel there together, but that was, that was one of those situations when you're doing that, uh, especially on camera, um, you know, you can you can really have some fun with it if you just relax and go with it and don't take it too seriously. And uh, it turned out to be a really great PSA. But, of course, there were those moments along the way, and it sounds like you had some of those, too, as you were doing your um, PSA. But that's great experience to do that kind of a thing at uh, your age because, obviously, uh, as you, you know, advance in the sport and you need sponsors that are, you know, higher and higher dollar sponsors, um, you know, TV commercials and things like that are going to be expected. So you're already getting some great practice there. Yeah, it's, it's definitely good to uh, 
to get to practice and trying to partner with some with some bigger companies, it, it's going to definitely work out in my favor. Um, and it, you know, it, it's cool being able to represent such a great cause and 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 make some cool stuff happen to to help people. For sure. Um, so I want to go back for a second here because I wanted to talk about. Uh, how you got together with Ben Kennedy. Um, talk a little bit about how that all came together. Yeah, so um, the Ben Kennedy Racing Shop's about 10 minutes from my dad's business. Ah. Um, so, it, and with that, um, you know, being in Daytona Beach, you have a lot of, of the, you know, NASCAR business people being in town. Sure do. Um, so, so along the, the few decades that dad's been in Daytona, doing business he's met some really cool people including mike helton and jim france and ben and and ben's mom lisa and, and just being a part of the community um and it was a great it was a great team to be a part of uh and and i'm i'm loving being a part of of that team they're great they've taught me a lot about race cars but they've also made a big a big impact on my life away from racing and and one of the big people in my life and somebody that i respect the most and and i look up to as one of my biggest role models is Jimmy Kitchens, and he's uh, oh wow, he's he's my spotter, oh. uh, but he's he's more of a coach, and you know we have some fun, but we know when it gets down to business that we can either of us can say anything we need to to each other, and no feelings will be hurt and no toes will be stepped on. We're we're both willing to listen to what each other has to say, and and we're a great duo. And I wouldn't rather have anybody else with the headset on yelling at me to go a little bit faster. Okay, well, uh, you have done so well here that you've earned one more segment. So uh, if you can hang on, we're going to put you back in the magical land of hold. We're going to take a break and come back and talk more with young Daniel Dye when Lee Lap continues right around the turn. Do you love the sound of high-revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels new to intermediates to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. I'm Andrew Saul, Commissioner of Social Security. Beware of telephone scammers pretending to be government employees. Real Social Security employees will never threaten you. Call is threatening you with arrest or other legal action and demanding money are not from us. If you receive a call like this, hang up. Do not provide them with any form of payment or information. Report the call at oig.ssa.gov. 
awesome game. What's up with your car? I don't know. It won't start. How are we getting home? Chill. My parents signed me up for the roadside assistance from Lewis Meineke. It was free with my oil change. They'd come and get the car started or get us home and tow the car to the shop. Good to know. With my driving, my parents never know what to expect. When you join the Meineke Car Care Club with a $35 preferred service, you get four free months of roadside assistance, including tire change, battery jump, lockout service, towing, and more. Contact Lewis Meineke, located on Route 1, or call 827-2054. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Hi, this is Ross Chastain. You're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Lead Lap as we continue with uh, this week's program. Of course, again, if you uh, missed any part of this show or just want to hear it again, um, you can access all of our Race Chaser Radio programming and we're adding more as we go here going forward. So uh, both short form and longer form, like these shows are two hours, most of them inside passes an hour. Podcasts that we do, the two can run anywhere from 45 minutes to two hours, depending on uh, what's going on that week and who we've got on as guests. Uh, we don't um, really time the podcast. We just do them uh, as the guests demand or, or you know, if somebody's really talkative, we go with it. But uh, if you want to access all of our programming, easy to do. Just pick your favorite podcast platform and uh, search Race Chaser Radio. Race Chaser Radio on your favorite podcast platform, Spotify, TuneIn, Apple, Google, Amazon. We're on just about all of them now, iHeartRadio. Um, and so uh, just search Race Chaser Radio. Give us a follow, and you'll always know when uh, new shows come up. Uh, on This show will be up on demand tomorrow, um, which is uh, Tuesday. And uh, look forward to making that available. And, of course, we are talking right now with Daniel Dye. And uh, Daniel is from the Daytona Beach area doing some super late model and ARCA late model or ARCA, ARCA racing for uh, a Ben Kennedy racing. And uh, so, Daniel, when you're not racing, what do you like to do? Uh, well, I honestly don't have a whole lot of time from – from when I'm not racing, I uh, I go to school every day just like any other kid uh, other than, you know, when we're traveling. Uh, and then usually after school, I work at my buddy's uh, uh, grandparents' Ace Hardware stores um, until 7 o'clock. So, oh, nice. Uh, I like I like doing iRacing just like the rest of kids my age that race, uh, you know, video games and, and stuff like that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and get into wakeboarding. I just got a wakeboard. Uh, we have a boat, so I'm going to. Maybe try that here pretty soon. It's about to get chilly, though, so the timing is a little off for that. But we do live in Florida, so I don't know how cold it really gets here. Um, But, yeah, so just iRacing, video games, uh, TikTok, all that kind of stuff. Okay, so I want to go back for a second. What do you do at the Ace Hardware store? What does your job entail? So really whatever they tell me to do and and help customers mainly, uh, you know, stock shelves, help customers do Mixed paint, I like doing that, doing the old uh, putting the dye in there and shaking it up and making it happen. Uh, so 
Pretty much uh, like a sales associate. That, that makes me sound a little fancy. There you go. Well, you got to put the word technician in there. If you can become like the uh, um, paint coordination technician or something like that, then see the, <laughs> the word technician means you get a raise. So, there you go. Uh, yeah, you want to always be a technician. That's how you do that. Um, and so, uh, do you play any other sports or have you played any other sports other than uh, racing? Yeah, I played baseball um, and basketball up until I started doing the late model deal. Uh, and then I just kind of ran out of time. I think baseball was the one I enjoyed the most. Okay. And I still, uh, I still on Wednesday nights, my, my big sister plays in a co-ed softball league and with her husband and, and some people from our church. So I do that when I have the time just because I enjoy the sport of baseball. Uh, and and it's something that I played for a really long time, and I was I was pretty good at. So, uh, and I like basketball too. I played a little bit of that uh, throughout middle school, uh, and we did pretty good. So, but other than that, right now racing takes up uh, really all my time aside from school and work. Okay, so uh, I we we always love to uh, play a little. Uh, rapid fire with our guests. So we're going to give you an opportunity here. We're going to ask you some uh, random questions and we want you to uh, tell us the first thing that comes to your mind for the answer. Okay. We got about uh, seven of these uh, that we're going to fire at you. So Daniel Dye, you are now on rapid fire. Who is your favorite fictional hero? Spider-Man. Okay, Spider-Man works. If you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be? Oh, man. Uh, man, I don't know. I like. I guess I like myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's always good. I, 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 I like to be taller. How's that? Well, there you go. That would help with the basketball part of things for sure. Um, do you have a recurring nightmare? And if so, what is it? Oh, man, I think kind of falling is something we all have, but I haven't had one of those in a while. That's funny. I'll, t- I'll, I'll tell our listening audience about my recurring nightmare in a little bit. Uh, if there was a sandwich named after you, what would be on the Daniel Dye sandwich? It's just ham and cheese. Oh, see, you're simple like me. I like that. What do you value most in your friends? Um, Listening. Ah, Nice skill listening. I think, I think that deserves a, a ding right yeah, there. Yeah, get that's I mean, a bell. <laughs> I mean, that's something right there that you don't hear a lot of people say because they want to express themselves. They don't want to listen and help. And I mean, if you sit there and listen to somebody, you're definitely helping. So that's yeah, that's a good one. Exactly right, Red. Uh, okay, Daniel, if you had to delete all but three apps from your smartphone, which ones would you keep? Uh, TikTok. Snapchat and uh, Safari, because I guess you can use whatever you want on Safari. There you go. What's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Um, never give up. I had a I had a pretty special guy tell me that one time, and uh, put put a different perspective on the way I look at things. So I uh, never give up. Okay, and our last one: which talent? would you most like to have besides the talents that you already have? 
running fast? Is that a talent or is that a skill? <laughs> leave it to a leave it to a racer to want to run faster. I like it. Okay, well, uh, and I I can't do it. We'll accept that answer. Why why can you not run faster? I think that is a learned skill. I don't know. I've like I think I probably used to when I played baseball, but you don't really when you're pushing pedals. There's not a whole lot of running going on. I should probably work on that. It's probably just. My, I probably just need to get back in shape. Well, it could be. Um, tr- yeah, I definitely say it's a. You can be taught how to run fast. Yeah. Uh, because it's technique. It is. Uh, you see the NFL football players, the ones going from college to the NFL. They go and they run the forty, and they keep practicing and practicing and practicing the technique to get faster. So you can teach yourself to run faster. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess. I guess so. You can. Well, that's a little bit of uh, rapid fire with Daniel Dye. You have been a really, really good guest, uh, Daniel. We've enjoyed having you on the program. Before we let you go, uh, we need you to tell our audience how they can uh, join the Daniel Dye bandwagon and uh, follow your career. Where social media, website, all of that. Yeah. So we're Daniel Dye Racing on Facebook. Uh, and Daniel Dye 43 on all the other social media, Snapchat, uh, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, Twitter is basically the best place you could go. We do uh, play-by-play race updates as far as, as my race is going. Uh, Kevin Striegel at Kevtron Media handles that for me. Uh, he's, he's really good. He's been a big help in my career. Um, so he, that Twitter is probably the best place, but go ahead and check us out on Daniel Dye 43 on all socials, and then uh, Daniel Die Racing on Facebook. Okay, and uh, we look forward to doing that. And of course, uh, for those wondering, it's D-Y-E, Daniel Die uh, Racing, and Daniel Die 43. Uh, Daniel, you've been a great guest tonight. We appreciate having you on, and uh, look forward to following your career. And uh, we'll get you back on again uh, as the 21 season approaches to catch up on your plans for next year. Awesome. Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. That is Daniel Dye and a young man who uh, has really got his uh, act together, I think. And uh, it's nice to see somebody at 16 who's uh, very concerned about uh, just reaching out and helping other people and using his uh, platform that he gets for motorsports to do good. That's something I think every driver ought to uh, strive to do. And uh, Daniel certainly does a great job with it. Okay, so we've got... um, Uh, A couple of minutes left in this uh, segment so we can start to talk about uh, Xfinity and uh, then we'll kind of move forward from there after the break. Uh, We did have an Xfinity race this past weekend in addition to, of course, the uh, Truck Series race. And, uh, you know, again, I... uh, Harrison Burton came out of nowhere. He looked like he had another gear coming out of four. It was like he hit a nitrous button. I mean... He you, was moving. You would have thought he was an Indy car and had a push to pass yeah, button. The way he blew by. Oh, it was Gregson. incredible, Noah Gregson. I mean, and, and that's one of those scenarios where I feel like it is absolute just euphoria for Harrison Burton and absolute just heartbreak for Noah Gregson, who's lost about three or four races this year in similar fashion to that, where he's been this close and just hasn't um, gotten there. Uh, and again, we had um, Ross Chastain and Justin Allgaier get into another scrape. And Allgaier mad at Chastain and Chastain taking the blame for the incident. We're going to talk about that uh, on the other side of the break. But uh, Harrison Burton getting the win at Texas on Saturday in the Xfinity Series race. Um, 
And uh, let's see, Gregson, Anthony Alfredo, his best ever run for third. Cindric fourth, Brandon Brown finishing in fifth. Uh, great top five there with uh, a couple of young guys in Alfredo and Brown who are really uh, fighting for everything they could get. Uh, Michael Annette, Justin Haley, Ryan Vargas, his best ever finish for JD Motorsports in the TikTok Six. Um, finishes uh, in eighth. Josh Williams, a great run for ninth. And Tommy Joe Martins rounds out your top 10. I just love that top 10 from Texas. A lot of really uh, different names there and some real career performances for some guys that we don't normally talk about. Yeah, you always love to see the underdogs go and have a great run, especially at a mile and a half racetrack. You yes. can see them in a short track. Uh, from time to time, get up there just because it's a little bit easier there. And then speedways, you see them there. But for them to go to a cookie-cutter track, as everybody calls them, uh, and go put up a good top-10 run, that speaks a lot to them and shows how far their program has went through this entire year, uh, seeing where they started at. Well, that's exactly right. And uh, so we'll be, we'll talk more Xfinity in our next segment. Be right back after this. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Here at Lewis Meineke, we're more than just your average car care center. Hey, it's Dave, your neighbor from Lewis Meineke. Whether you need an oil change, brakes, tires, or anything under the hood, we've got you covered. Take advantage of our free check engine light service as well. Yes, free. And don't forget about our free shuttle service. Never stress, we'll take care of the rest. On with life. Give us a call at Lewis Meineke, 302-827-2054. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. Do you love the sound of high-revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skills levels new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking with a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively summit point motorsports parks drift nirvana is just the thing for you call for your reservation today 304-725-8444 or for more information go online summitpoint-raceway.com or you can email them at office at vsrinc.com drift nirvana getting you sideways the right way if you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always 
Lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Derek Krause, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. This is our final segment for uh, this Monday night here on Lee Lap, presented by Victory Custom Trailers. Tom Baker and James Mellick with you in the WSIC News Studio in Statesville, North Carolina. We were talking about the Xfinity race from the weekend uh, before our last break there, and uh, Harrison Burton getting the win, Gregson finishing second. Um, Anthony Alfredo is a driver that uh, has made a very big impression in a limited number of starts with Richard Childress racing. And he, you talk about finishing your season on a high note. This is his last start for RCR for the year. Uh, my Snyder will be in the 21 car for Richard Childress racing in the Xfinity series for uh, Martinsville and Phoenix. Uh, Alfredo getting a third place finish after uh, flipping in his previous start. And I've got to address something that uh, was said on Twitter because every once in a while, somebody just, you know, I, I don't, I don't get into Twitter as much as I probably should just because I think sometimes, uh, people take a lot of Liberty on Twitter. Uh, you know, the keyboard cowboy kind of thing. Brett Griffin is a great uh, spotter and he is co-host of the door bumper door bumper clear podcast, uh, that, uh, junior motorsports produces, uh, and, um, is kind of a, a tag team to the Dale junior download and I enjoy that podcast usually, and I like the fact that Brett's outspoken. But Brett, um, Brett had some not really nice things to say about Anthony Alfredo um, after last week's race. Um, of course, Ross Chastain ended up, um, he and Alfredo ended up tangling up in, in that event. And uh, Brett works for Colleague Racing with, uh, on Saturdays, which is kind of interesting. And it's sort of like... You know, if you're if you're gonna if you're gonna badmouth a competitor, and and he basically made the statement that um, Anthony can't drive anything unless it's an i race unless it's on i racing, um, and, and said some things that that as far as I'm concerned, number one shouldn't be said at all. It, it's one thing to offer an opinion; it's another thing when you start talking about what Anthony is doing or what teams he's trying to race for in 21. And suggesting that you know he should have let Ross go, to get, because there's you know a point playoff point whatever. It, it's like first of all, Justin Allgaier took responsibility for that wreck. It wasn't even Anthony's fault. Second of all, Anthony's out there to race for wins for Richard Childress Racing, not to worry about helping a team that perhaps maybe he might drive for at some point in the future. So it isn't so much that I'm calling Brett out for having an opinion because that that's fine. I mean, I surely have mine and I'm not always right. I'm sure neither is he in this case, he's dead wrong because it wasn't even Anthony that caused the wreck. Um, Justin Allgaier took full responsibility for causing that from the apron basically. And, um, and, and, and so 
the idea that Anthony should have been kind to Ross because Ross needs points for playoffs and maybe he's going to drive for calling next year. Um, I'm sorry. That's just not how the sport works. We just had someone on here, I believe it was last week, who went and won the pro late model race and is friends with Carson Quaffle and they had the bounty out. And he said, hey, if I catch you and I'm in second, would you let me pass you and we'll split the bounty? And it was for $500. <laughs> that was for 500 well, bucks, and he told him no. Yeah. I mean, this is for uh, for a race win in the NASCAR series. I don't think Alfredo is going to give up that spot. Well, that's the thing. I mean, again, Anthony's trying to win for Richard Childress Racing. It's absurd that uh, you should somehow draw a conclusion that because you may be talking to another team about running for them next year, which honestly... He has no business putting that information out there. That's behind-the-scenes stuff that should not be aired in public. And as far as I'm concerned, um, if I'm colleague racing, I've got a big issue with that. And if I'm Anthony, i got a really big issue with that. Um, so I think the comments, it isn't that I mind so much that, you know, he had bad things. It, it's not even if you think Anthony's not a good driver and you say that, well, that's your opinion. You're entitled to that. Okay. But when it gets to the point where you're just, you're, you're saying he caused the wreck, he didn't cause all took responsibility for that. And it was clearly Justin's fault. Um, and then you turn around and, and air someone's private business in public as a reason why he should have let that car go because he's trying to drive it next year. That, to me, is just absolutely ridiculous and senseless. And, you know, so I just, I'm, I, I think Brett needs to think a little more before he speaks in some cases. Again, you have a right to your opinion about a driver, but, you know, you got to think about how you say what you say because that matters. And so I just I, I, I thought that was really uncalled for. Anthony is a class act and he's really um, I, I, he's one of the smartest drivers I've ever worked with. And Anthony really has an opportunity um, whether or not he's trying to drive for colleague. I have no idea, honestly. But if he is, that shouldn't have been public knowledge. The only reason I mentioned it is because he mentioned it on door bumper clear. So and, and he mentioned uh, more than that, but, you know, I'm kind of paraphrasing and editing here. Um, so I just think I, I think that was uh, that was kind of bad. Um, and not, I wasn't really impressed with that. Normally, I really enjoy Brett, but I think I think you cross a line when you start doing that sort of stuff. Um, Austin Sindrick finished fourth. A great run for him. And I wanted to talk about Brandon Brown, too, um, and and a couple of others. Brandon, here's a guy who, uh, again, owns his own team. Um, and really has, in my opinion, overachieved all year long. And they are just getting better and better and better as the season goes on. I'd hate to think what we're going to see out of that team in 21. Actually, I'd like to think we're yeah. going to see good things. And I think they're actually not even located in the state of North Carolina. Virginia. I think they're in Virginia. In Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. So they have sure to travel is. all the way down here to get parts and pieces yep. uh, if something gets damaged. So it makes it that much harder for them to be competitive week after week. Yeah. Uh, did a great job for fifth. Uh, and then Ryan Vargas finishing eighth for JD Motorsports. First of all, anytime anyone has a good run for JD Motorsports, I'm excited because Johnny Davis is one of the nicest gentlemen in all of NASCAR. And what he's done for a lot of these young kids like Chastain, like Ryan, like Landon Castle, I mean, the list goes on, um, is really amazing. And Ryan... Um, first of all, people should understand that 
you know, TikTok's not giving him millions of dollars here. TikTok has allowed him to be able to make this deal with JD Motorsports to finish the season. And more importantly, they've given him a great platform social media wise to expand his brand and let people see who Ryan is. That kid works his ass off when he's not driving. He's going to the track with one of the cars and pitting for for the car. So he's he's learning both sides, the driving and uh the mechanical side and has really done a great job with JD this year in his starts and uh, that's that was a solid eighth place run. Always love seeing Josh Williams hit a ninth, hit a, a good finish in the 92. He's again another class act who doesn't get nearly enough publicity and Tommy Joe Martin's getting a top 10 um I love seeing that. Again, here's a guy who just, he's a race-to-race guy. He's, he's gotten some sponsorship this year. They've elevated the program and uh, just doing a fantastic job. I love seeing Tommy Joe have the success he's having. Yeah, it's great to see him have that kind of success because I'm not 100% sure on this, but wasn't it rumored like maybe last year or the year before that they were looking at possibly closing the yeah, doors? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah and, I think it was. And now they're going out there knocking out top 10s. Yep. So. That's awesome. Yep, great job. Alex LeBay, a strong finish at 11th. Bailey Curry, driving for Mike Harmon, uh, finishes 12th the 74. Matt Mills, 13th, driving for B.J. McLeod. Brett Moffat in the 02, 14th. And Jesse Little finishes 15th. And I mention uh, Jesse because Jesse is going to be our guest on next week's, uh, not this Saturday, but next Saturday's uh, Inside Pass right here on WSIC's family of networks and you'll be able to get that uh, on demand by uh, following Race Chaser Radio on your favorite podcast platform. So uh, looking forward to talking to Jesse. Um, again, uh, I love this show. I I, I try to, to focus on the local stuff and we, we, uh, we've kind of run out of time to do the proper job. So some of the races that were run over the weekend, the Smart Modified Tour, we're going to kind of summarize these shows pretty quickly. The Smart Modified Tour had their second show at Caraway of the fall, uh, third overall, and uh, a great run there for John Smith, who started on the pole uh, and stayed in the top three for most of the day um, and ended up winning that 99-lap uh, feature event there uh, at uh, Caraway Speedway over the weekend. It was a, a strong race. Uh, despite a, a smaller car count than uh, we would have liked, Smith beat out Gary Putnam. Jamie Tomano, the Jet, 64 years old, finishing third. Um, Daniel Yates, fourth. Jason Myers, fifth. Mike Norman, Brian Lofton, Bradley McCaskill, Kevin Orlando, Bobby Miesmer, Daniel Beeson, Brody Jones, and Mark Browning rounding out the field. They have got a race um, at Florence Motor Speedway on the 21st of November as part of the uh, SC400 Charlie Powell, Charlie Powell Memorial SC400 weekend. Uh, Carolina Pro Late Model Series will be there as well. A couple of other divisions uh, should be a fun time at Florence. And, of course, in the big 30K to win race at Greenville Pickens for the Stars of the Cars Tour, um, it was national champion Josh Berry. Uh, nothing like getting promoted to the Xfinity Series for 21 to ma- to give you the confidence to go out and kick everybody's butt for 30 grand in a late model. Yeah, he uh, he was in the big one last year. He raced that uh, maybe it was last year or two years ago. I don't remember the one that Lee Polium won there at Ace. Yeah, uh, I was at that race and Barry finished second. Now he goes out there and gets the 30,000 this time. So yeah, like you just said, gets the promotion and 
goes out there and gets thirty grand. That has to feel good this week, does. Well, I'm sure it does, and if you missed it, uh, he is going to run the first 12 races for Junior Motorsports next year in the Xfinity Series um, in the number eight car. And uh, I think that, honestly, uh, this is a great move because I think Josh is going to do really well He's he's had a handful of Xfinity starts. He's run top five. He knows what it's like to run in that series and be competitive. And I think he's going to win. Um, I think he's going to win for Junior Motorsports in the Xfinity Series next year in at least one of his 12 starts, if not more. Um, and, uh, of course, Sam Mayer going to finish the season in that uh, car um, after he turns 18. So uh, let's see. At uh, So it was Barry. Corey Heim finished in second in that race at uh, Greenville Pickens. Lane Riggs was third. Deke McCaskill fourth. Jonathan Finley fifth. And then Bobby McCarty, Nolan Pope, Chad McCombie, Austin Samaro, and Connor Mozak rounding out the top 10. And that one, Mike Looney 11th and Justin Johnson 12th. They were the only cars on the lead lap at the end. 32 started the event, um, and they had uh, just 12 on the lead lap at the end of it. Um, but the old North state nationals won by Josh Berry. So uh, that's about it, man. We're done. We're, uh, we're looking forward to next week um, on the next lead lap and uh, looking forward to the rest of the broadcast week here as well on race chaser radio and the performance motorsports network. So stay tuned until then for all the good folks at victory custom trailers and my computer career dot edu and of course uh the folks at wsic radio here in statesville uh and all of you who uh, listen to the show every week and make it so much fun to do i'm tom baker thank you for joining us we'll be back next monday night at seven o'clock with another edition of legal app radio of course thursday night seven o'clock motorsports madness right here on the performance motorsports network see ya You've been listening to Lead Lap Radio powered by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. You can find them on the web at hmsmotorsport.com. Lead Lap Radio is a Race Chaser Media production. For more exciting and passionate motorsport content, follow Race Chaser Media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, and visit racechasermedia.com. The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of Race Chaser Media. No part of the show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of Race Chaser Media. Thank you for listening.